0: This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Witsend Design and Fabrication is setting up shop on Cortez Island. Arnie Olofsson was looking for a place where he could set up his equipment when he walked into the Squirrel Cove General's store during December.
1: Kurt's a really friendly guy, and he's super helpful. I was asking about who had room for such a big machine, and Kurt said that I could move into the shop here. I moved in, just some sweeping up and then I had to build a table for my machine because I couldn't move my whole table from Hornby Island. I did move the top part of the machine which fits in my van.
0: Olofsson has been living on Hornby Island for the past seven years but is well known to many Cortes Island residents.
1: We're not officially moved yet. I've made about six trips and I still have a few more and some heavy tools. But we started moving here last spring. I do fabrication in all kinds of media, including wood, plywood, resins, metal, modern composites, all kinds of things and they can be mixed together. It's a creative fabrication lab. The main current project is the Puzzle House and plywood furniture to go along with the puzzle house.
0: Puzzle houses are something like tiny houses.
1: I don't know if any of your listeners remember, but I made the moon swing that was in front of the co-op for years and years. I also make engraved signs, and I'm set up to do industrial quantities for decks or siding of the Yakisugi technique.
0: What is Yakisugi technique?
1: It literally means cypress, and the Japanese cypress is almost identical to our cedar from a woodworker's perspective. It's the scorching or burning of the wood, and then you brush it to make it burnished. The burning process burns away the quick, soft summer growth and leaves more of the harder winter growth. You get really sliver-free deck or surface. It makes the wood very beautiful, and it makes it last longer as well.
0: How long have you been working with wood?
1: Ever since I was a kid, really. I grew up in an art gallery, and I learned picture framing, which is fussy work. Then, after a year of university, I dropped out to take guitar building with Michael Dunn. Since then, I've worked in cabinet and furniture-making shops for years and years wits end it was established in 1998 originally i made hats and garments and then i moved into juggling equipment manufacture and then took several years off while my children were growing up my daughter decided that she wanted to help me make and sell the moon swings and i decided that pattern routing was too dangerous and uncomfortable for her and especially in the summer uh, It's just a nasty business, and the rest of the finishing is really quite fun. Getting all the edges smooth and round and getting everything jointed and just right. The aniline dyes are delightful. Like, it turns. I mix my own colors from the Lee Valley Aniline Dye Collection. The plywood is all dyed up with a minwax. All the pieces are hanging up around the yard, and it looks like a giant candy store. It's really fun and the colors get all mixed and matched. Every moon swing was unique. I decided that palm router for pattern routing was no good, and I decided to learn CNC operation. CNC is the flying robot drill cutter (laughs) for the (laughs) non-technical. A computer drives a router around a table, up and down, back and forth, and side to side. So, I can cut things out of wood and it also makes engraving. So, I can put a V groove bit into it and it will swoop in and get all my corners and everything just right. I went down to Vancouver to the makerspace and took a course and qualified for use of their CNC rotor and started making moon swings. I had to get the hang of the vector drawing in Adobe Illustrator or inkscape. My skills have improved in the vector drawings. I'm pretty quick at getting cut files ready now. The dream here is to get some of these designs that I have out into the world and start providing people with really inexpensive lodgers and tiny homes for starters. I've applied the same principles of that Moonswing to the Puzzle House project namely mechanical jointed plywood. That Moonswing was stress tested just with an immense amount of force. Two large guys trying to find out where it would break and eventually we just gave up on the experiment because we were worried about the tree branch breaking that was eight inches thick. The puzzle house has the same principle of mechanical jointed plywood and that's what gives it its strength.
0: How strong are these puzzle houses?
1: This demo that I made really snuck up on me. I didn't have the technique for building it correctly, and I do now. It, after my fourth building, I've learned that it needs to be completed from the inside out, not the outside in. And that way everything's square and everything goes smoothly. The last one that I made is a pint size puzzle house, which is a 4x8 footprint. It's very similar to the Puzzle House, except quite small. And it went from pre-assembly all the way up to lock-up in doors and windows in four hours. I imagine the Puzzle House can be put up in a day, and I'll know soon when I build one myself here.
0: Can you give me a price on these Puzzle Houses?
1: The last time I checked, it was $3,000, including the polycarbonate for the Harlequin glass and also the EPDM for the roof. That was without the floor. Since then, I've developed a technique for building torsion box flooring, which is quite economical and goes very quickly and is very sturdy. The torsion box is commonly used for making cabinet shop tables or anything that needs to withstand quite a bit of weight with very minimal deflection. It consists of plywood being cut up and notched out so it can interlock into a grid formation. Once plywood is set on top and below the grid it provides a very sturdy structure. The aluminum composite panel that I use for sign making is built on the same principle. It's a thin layer of aluminum bonded to polyethylene on either side and then powder coated Mat on one side and gloss on the other, and the end result is quite a rigid panel. Ideal for sign making because it withstands weather and doesn't expand or contract.
0: How big was the one that cost about $3,000? That's eight feet wide by 11 and a half long.
1: I lose three inches for every puzzle-shaped mechanical joint along each truss where it acts as a nailer. The trusses are compound laminate veneer lumber truss, I believe, or arch. Its walls come arch of three layers of exterior three quarter inch plywood, all cut on the CNC with puzzle shaped joints. There's 21 of them in the eight wide truss and they all get glued and fastened together. Once the glue is set, it behaves as a single piece of lumber. That's the principle behind laminate veneer lumber. And if you look it up on Google, it will give you all results pointing to laminate veneer lumber being for making larger beams out of plywood.
0: You told me a story that illustrates how strong these tiny houses are.
1: The demo snuck up on me. It took me a long time to make where it was. It ended up... I was too busy to finish... The roof and I didn't even have the battens on it. We got between 8 and 10 inches of snow that got rained on immediately and then froze for days. I can't imagine a building going through more, I guess you'd call it slush load. It did not buckle in the least and it had no battens on it, which are its main structural component.
0: One of these houses
1: has even hit a tree when I was trying to move it out of the driveway. I learned a lesson that you don't remove the chains from the trailer until the ball is released fully. I released the chains and then when I hit the pin on the trailer ball, the entire building went flying backwards onto a tree. I heard this loud crushing sound and I went to inspect the damage. All that had happened was a piece of the three-eighths-inch plywood had shattered on impact. It's a testament to their
0: strength. So in many cases, it actually would withstand a tree falling on it.
1: It can (laughs) withstand being flown at a tree. We can say that.
0: Are you open for business right now?
1: I'm open to visitors. Sometimes it's quite noisy, but if people want to come and see the robot. I'm usually here in the afternoons. And you can reach out to me on the website if you would like to book an appointment or to talk about some custom fabrication or a puzzle house or a pint-sized puzzle house.
0: What was the name of this website?
1: witsend.cc You can email me at I am at witsend.cc
0: This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.